Hi, I'm Nicole Tillman, the worship director here at Shore Christian Church. We are so glad that you're here, and we hope you enjoy this sermon from our new series, Broadway at the Shore. To hear more sermons like this, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You guys may be seated. Uh, how many of you, even though I can't really see you, I can try and see you, have seen uh, Phantom of the Opera on Broadway? Yeah. And it, I, my father, uh, it was my father's favorite Broadway show. Uh, it's been on since 1988. It is the longest running Broadway show uh, and also the highest uh, profit grossing Broadway show. It won the 1988 Tony Award uh, for the uh, Broadway show of the year all the way back then. And my father um, would, would trick me into going to see the Phantom of the Opera with him. Uh, I was not a fan of uh, musicals. I'm a fan of movies, but I'm, I'm doing this uh, because everybody else seems to love Broadway shows. Does anybody want Broadway shows out there? Uh, next week we're going to be doing Rent, and then the week after that, uh, right before Halloween, we're going to be looking at the Broadway show Wicked. Uh, so <laughs> we need to pray for whoever made that noise, all right? <laughs> all right, here we go. Genesis chapter 3, and I'm going to start reading in verse 6. Uh, it says, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good, uh, for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it, and also gave it to her, her husband Adam, who uh, was with her, and, and he ate it. Uh, then both of their eyes were, were open. They had disobeyed God. God had given them paradise. God had given them everything that they needed for joy and, and, and pleasure, and yet um, they disobeyed the, the, the one thing that he instructed them not to do. And, and in that moment, Suddenly, their world changed. Suddenly, they realized that they were, they were naked. They saw their sin. They saw their struggle. And then they decided to cover themselves with leaves, with fig leaves. And verse 8, it says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord among the trees in the garden. Because that's what we do a lot of times when, when we are afraid, when we know that we've done wrong, uh, we hide, we cover ourselves, we put up our mask. And, and then it says, when they hit, the Lord called out to them and said, where are you? Next verse. And Adam answered, I heard you in the garden, I was afraid, so I hid. And then he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you not eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? In the movie, The Phantom of the Opera, the, the main character's name is Eric, uh, he's born with a wound on his face. Um, he's born scarred. He's born, some may say, broken. And growing up, Eric was horribly ridiculed. People would make fun of him. People would mock him. They actually had him as part of the traveling circus. And they would look at him and they would laugh. And, and uh, there was this one young girl that, that had a heart for him. And uh, she rescued him and and uh, gave him uh, a safe place to be able to live underneath the opera house in Paris, France. And in that moment, uh, he began wearing a mask. He began putting up this, this mask to cover the wound in his life. And, and he basically said, I will never let anyone mock me for this again. Because that's what I remember at a young age, I started putting up a mask. I remember being, I think it was maybe like third or fourth grade, and 
And I, I remember it so vividly in childhood memories. Fourth grade, elementary, anyone still scarred from elementary school bullies? Yeah, me too. I, I remember I was in fourth grade, and I, I asked a question, and uh, it was a stupid question. It was a dumb question. I should have known, and, and I remember uh, everyone uh, made fun of me. Everyone, uh, you know, laughed at me, and in that moment, I, I made a decision that, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and put up my mask, and I'm never going to act like I don't know what's happening. I'm going to pretend like I know it all, and I'm never going to make them, allow them to make me feel that way. And every single one of us, man, you came in here with a mask. A lot of us did, because that's what we are trained to do. We're, we're trained to act a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain type of person. Uh, I heard someone say, it drove me crazy, that if you want honesty, don't go to church, go to the bar. In Jesus' name, those days are over. That we could come into church with masks off, realizing that we all have wounds, we all have sins, none greater or worse than the other, and we all need Jesus. And I want to be a church that you can come in with your mask off, because it's only in that moment where you can take off your mask that you can begin to pick up real peace and real freedom and real joy and real purpose in your life when you see who Christ is. And that's what our church should be, a place where people can take their masks off. But a lot of us, we have the fear of that because when we tried to take it off in the past, we were judged, we were ridiculed. And so we decided, I'll never do that again. Uh, we all have, have different masks that we wear and, and for a lot of different reasons. You have them, I have them. I, I just thought of some of them that we probably do, like the strength masks. Some of you, you walked in here this morning with like the strength mask. Like, I'm good. I don't need any help. I don't need G. I'm good. I'm strong within myself. But the truth is, like, underneath, you are so broken. You have no identity in your life. You are so hurting because you're trying to do it in your own strength. You know, some people, you walked in here with the happy mask. Anyone know someone that wears the happy mask? <laughs> like, nobody can be that happy all the time. I mean, come on, you don't have to, you know, sometimes real joy doesn't come with a smile and laughter. And God never intended us to be happy, God intended us to have real joy, but sometimes we put up the happy mask, sometimes we put up the religious mask, where we uh, uh, pretend like we're good, we love Jesus, but uh, deep down underneath, man, we have so many secret sins and so many struggles and flaws within ourselves, and we, we, we put up our mask. Every single one of us, we are born with an identity in crisis. You are born with an identity in crisis. And we're going to look at this one uh, character in the Bible. Uh, his name is Jacob. Jacob was born with an identity in crisis. Uh, I have kids that were born with an identity. In, it's like something from birth that we, we have this, this identity where we have to always be first. Anyone know any kids with the me first mask that they wear? Like, me first. Gotta be me first. Like, like, if you have kids, like, if you if you don't believe in the devil, then you probably don't have kids. Real, real truth. Because, I, I mean, the, the kids are, are born, I mean, they're born selfish. They're born saying, me first. Uh, like, in, in our family, uh, we got two loving, amazing kids. And, and every single morning, 
Uh, This is exactly what happens. Every single morning, um, uh, we're, we're always up first, and then the kids both wake up. And then all of a sudden, they get so excited, and they start running. They run towards me, and they run right past me. Don't even acknowledge daddy. And they run right to the couch to mommy to get warmies. That's what they call it. They want warmies with mommy. And it is like a WWE wrestling match where Judah's like choking Lily out. I want my warmies. And then Lily, she plays nasty. She plays dirty. She'll bite. She pulls Judah's hair. No, I want mommy. I want my warmies. And then Lily's great at manipulating, so she always gets the warmies first. Uh, and, and because it's a me first world. That, that's how it is. That's, that's how. And now we get older and we cover it up a lot better. It's not like that, but we still live in this me first world. I have to be first. The Bible talks about this in Luke chapter 9. Uh, Jesus is teaching his disciples something. He says, what good is it for you to gain the whole world? What good is it for you to be first if it costs you your soul? What good is the success? What good is the status? What good is the job? What good is getting the girl if you lose your soul in the process? And Jacob, he grew up. He went from, we'll say, baby Jake, and he grew up to be Jake the Snake, pretty much. That's pretty accurate. And so Jake the Snake I was always me first. I got to be first. I got I to gotta steal from my brother. So there was this one time where he manipulated and tricked his brother Esau into selling his birthright. Uh, that was the, the physical inheritance that was, that was predestined to the firstborn. And Esau uh, uh, sold him his birthright and Jacob tricked him out of the, the physical blessing. But it's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough, is it? Uh, I think C.S. Lewis, the uh, philosopher, said that it's not just enough for us to have possessions, but we have to have more than the other person. So it's never enough just to be rich, but I got to be richer. It's not enough just to be skinny, but I got to be skinnier. I got to be smarter. It's all about the er. But the problem with that is you will always meet someone who's got the er er on you. And and that's what happens. So, So Jacob, he's got the physical inheritance. But now he says, I I want the spiritual inheritance. I want to steal not only just the physical blessing, but I want the spiritual blessing that's entitled to the firstborn. And and so we we see this incredible scene. I think it's in Genesis chapter 27. Uh, Isaac is the father. He's about to to, to die of old age. He can't see very well. And so he calls in Esau, says, Esau, I want to give you my blessing. This is the, the blessing of God that goes to the firstborn in the Old Testament. And he says, Esau, I want you to go out and kill, kill an animal and, and feed that animal to me. Make me some, some tasty, delicious food because Esau was a hunter. They were polar opposites, Jacob and, and Esau. Esau was hairy. Shout out to all the hairy men out there. Any hairy men out there? I went to go get my haircut uh, a couple weeks ago. I brought Diamond with me. First thing she says to the barbers, make sure you get his ears. I got hairy ears, I guess. I, but, but, so Esau was the hairy guy, the, the strong guy, the, the hunter. And then there was Jacob, who was the opposite. He was the mama's boy. He, he liked to watch, you know, um, um, you know trading, what, what's that show on, on 
trading spaces. Yeah, that's it. He, he liked to watch like all these girly shows, stay home with mom. He learned to cook. He learned to, you know, live amongst the tents. Uh, he was smooth skinned. He moisturized. He got pet, pedicures, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. And, and so he was a mama's boy. And so uh, Rebecca, who was the mother, um, heard what Isaac was saying to Esau. And, and he, uh, he, he said, um, I'm going to bless Esau. And then Rebecca said, Jacob, we're going to do a trick. All right. So while Esau is going out, killing this, this animal so that he could come back in and get the blessing from Esau, I'm going to dress you up like your brother. I'm going to make a tasty, delicious meal for your father, Isaac, so that you could go in there and get the blessing from your father. Parents, you need to be very careful what you put on your children. You need to be very careful that you don't try and turn your children into something that they were not created to be. That they, they don't have to be an athlete. They don't have to be an artist. They don't have to be a musician. They don't have to be the most popular person in school. They have to be who God created them to be. And as parents, all we are is a vessel for God to use for our children to find their true identity. Be careful what clothes you put on your kids to wear. And so... So here's Rebecca, and she puts all, all, all of Esau's clothes on Jacob. Puts on the, the, the Esau mask on Jacob. And, and, and puts hair, I mean, this is elaborate. This is the first Halloween costume party of all time. This is the first masquerade ball that we ever read about. In Genesis, as, as the mom is dressing up Jacob to be his brother. And so here's Jacob, the deceiver, the trickster. And, and he walks in, and, and go, go to the next verse. He walks in, and he says, my father, yes, my son, he answered. Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau. Your firstborn, I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some game so that you may give me your blessing. Next verse. Isaac asked his son, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success. A lot of times we masquerade religion to cover up what's really going on on the inside of us. And, and we use church and we use Christianese and we use God bless you and, and I'm highly faithful, you know, all these things. But they're, all they are is masking what's really going on underneath. And it's amazing how even his own father couldn't recognize him. That you could get so good at being somebody else that the people closest to you don't even know who you are anymore. And here's, here's Jacob with his father. And he said, come, come near so I could touch you, my son, to know whether you're really Esau or not. Next verse. Jacob went close to his father, Isaac, and touched him and said, the voice, you have the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. They put goat's fur on his hands to make them hairier. So he proceeded to bless him. And so here's Jacob masquerading as his brother to get the blessing that he wants, to get the inheritance that he wants. But there's a problem. Esau is coming back from hunting. When you come back from hunting, what do you have? You got weapons. You, you, and, and Jacob, he, he's, he's mama's boy. He's got a pedicure. Pedicure does not beat a, a, a bow and arrow in a fight. I'll give you that. And, and so Jacob, guess what he wants? But then he has to run for 21 years because it's possible to get what you want and then live in regret 
the rest of your life because of how you got it. That if you get what you want with a mask on your face, then you cannot experience the blessings that that can bring forth with it. This is the, the, the message I want you to write down, I want you to remember, is that God cannot bless who you pretend to be. That Jacob cannot get a blessing dressed up like Esau. That he cannot, I mean, he, yeah, he got it, but what good is it? When you get it as somebody else, what good is the love that you could get from another person when you have to put on a mask in order to get it? I, I remember growing up in high school, um, I went to St. Rose High School, and I, I went to a very small school before that, and it was like culture shock for me going to St. Rose. And, and I remember all the, uh, all the guys I played sports, and all the guys, man, they, 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 they seemed like, like they had it all together. They seemed like they were just loving life, and, and they would tell me all these stories about all these, you know, crazy drinking parties that they would go to, and, 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 and sex with girls, and, and all, this, all this stuff that I knew nothing about at that point in my life, and, and yet they, they seemed like, like, like they were so happy. They seemed like they were having so much fun. And I remember in high school, I was kind of always like off to the side. I, I, I never drank, never smoked, never had sex. I, and I remember, I felt like, I, felt like I, I was less than everybody else because I didn't do those things. I, I felt like on the inside, like I needed to be like them in order to be happy, in order to feel accepted. And I remember when I went to college, I said to myself, that I am gonna be me, do me. I, I am gonna put me first on. And I'm gonna do everything that I didn't, didn't get to do in high school because I thought that would give me the happiness and the joy and the acceptance that I didn't get in high school. And I remember going to college and, and man, I've, I've, I got it. <laughs> I pretty, I, it, it. And you know what? It, for a minute, it, it, it was all right. You know, I, I, I mean, I got it. I, I, I was, was one of the guys. I was doing the keg stands. I was, you know, <laughs> more of a, a keg half empty kind of guy. Uh, I, you know, I, I was that guy who, who was, was hooking up with every girl. I, I was that guy. I, and I remember putting on that mask of thinking that this is who I have to be in order to get the attention and the love from people that I desperately wanted. And I remember I got it. I, I, I did everything that I wanted to, but I felt so empty on the inside. I got what I wanted, but I hated how it made me feel. Anyone, you ever get what you want, but you get it with a mask on your face, and yet you feel so empty. I, I remember 2006, I, I, I got everything that I thought would make me fulfilled and happy, and I, and I remember going to the, the LA Dream Center, and for the first time, I, I experienced real freedom. For the first time, I said, you know what? I am Isaac. I am a pastor's kid. I am a tender-hearted man after God. I, I am not who I was trying to be. And I remember when the mask came off, the peace came in. That when you put the mask on, your peace goes out. But when you take the mask off your face, suddenly real peace and real joy comes in. And then I realized that people love the real Isaac. That people actually love me for who I am. And that's real love. 
Because if you're trying to be somebody else in order to get love, that is not real love. Only real love can come when you take the mask off. You may get the job, you may get the girl, you may get the boyfriend, but if you get it wearing a mask, being somebody that you're not, what good is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul? Talking to somebody here, talking to a young lady that you're, you're trying to be somebody. You're trying to dress a certain way to get the attention that you desperately desire. But what good is it if you have to lose your integrity and lose your soul and lose your purpose in order to gain what you desire? What good is it, gentlemen, for you have to lie and cheat and push other people down and put up your strong mask of success that you think that, that if you make this certain amount of money that suddenly people will look at you a different way and so you put up the mask of success and the mask of strength. What good is it if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? What good is it? I mean, yeah, yeah you, you got it. But you got it wearing a mask. You got it being somebody that you're really not. I see this happening across America. I see this happening not just in young people, in middle-aged people, in, in people that, that, that just put up this happy mask, like, I'm so happy, my life is so blessed, and yet you are so empty on the inside. You are so desiring likes, but you're longing for love, but you're never gonna find love wearing a mask. The mask has to go. I don't care what it is, it has to go. 21 years later, Jacob finally comes back to his hometown. He comes back to, to see his brother Esau, 21 years on the run. And he, he comes back and he's about to meet with Esau the next day and he's alone with the Lord. And, and finally, he, he, he comes to himself as he's by himself and this wrestling match ensues. It's an incredible story in Genesis chapter 32. And he doesn't even know who he's wrestling. We know now, scholars will tell us, it's the foreshadowing of Jesus, that this man, this angelic figure that he's wrestling in the middle of the night. It's an incredible story. And we always like picture Jacob as like a young man at this time. He was 97 years old when this happened. Just think, you could be 97 years old still wearing a mask. You could be 75 years old still wearing a mask, pretending to be somebody that you're not. Man, multi-masking is soul taxing. There is always an expiration date to your lie. And it's a lot easier, as we see in the phantom, for you to take off the mask than for somebody else to peel it off for you. Because when somebody else peels it off for you, man, there's embarrassment that comes with that. But you know what? There is a blessing that can come from you pulling off the mask yourself and say, I've had enough of who I'm pretending to be. I want to be who God created me to be. Amen. And so here's, here's Jacob, and he's in this, this wrestling match with, with this angel. And he was left alone, and, and all of a sudden, his, his, sick, his hip got popped out of socket. I mean, 97 years old wrestling. Not, not a big shocker. Not a surprise. And... and <laughs> No offense to 97-year-olds, if there's any in here. 
And then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless, it's safe to say that, that finally, after Jacob has been grabbing at heels, something's grabbed him. And something that, that is experiencing in his life, something real for the first time. And he says, I'm not going to let this go. You know what? I'm sick of faking it. I'm sick of pretending. I'm sick of trying to be somebody that I'm not. I'm sick of posturing. I got a hold of something that is real, and I'm not going to let it go. And sometimes that has to get a hold of you in your life. When you say, I'm just so sick of posing and pretending and trying to be somebody that I'm not, and I'm not going to let you go, Jesus, until you pull this mask off of my face and show me who you created me to be. I will not let you you go. Some of you, you need to go after God with that kind of tenacity as you go after your job and you go after success and you go after women and you go after men. You need to say, God, I'm going to get a hold of you with so much tenacity that I'm not going to let go even as day is breaking. And I want to speak prophetically to somebody right now this morning that has been holding on to Jesus, that day is breaking for you. It has been so dark and you have been holding on for so long but the word of the Lord for you this morning is keep on fighting, keep on holding because day is breaking. The sun will shine again. You will make it through your midnight season. Though weeping may endure for the night, the Bible says, but joy comes in the morning. When you hold on to Jesus, I'm not holding on to success. Let them say what they want to say. I'm not holding on to you who I used to be. I'm letting go of the guilt, and I'm holding on to Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, the only one who really knows what's underneath the mask, and yet he loves me anyhow. I'm holding on to you, Jesus. I want that tenacity in my life even though I'm in pain right now, even though I've been wrestling out here all night, I'm holding on to you, Jesus. I love how it says, I will not let you go. Jacob has been grabbing after heels all his life. He's been grabbing after Esau, thinking he could get a blessing from that. He's grabbing after his father, Isaac. But now he has met someone who is greater than Esau, someone who is greater than Isaac, the only one who could truly bless him. And he knows, I'm not going to let go until you restore this identity crisis that I was born with. And in that moment, something weird happens. Something weird. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the man that he's wrestling with, the angelic being, says to him, so what's your name? <laughs> I mean, sometimes, like, that is so awkward. That is so weird. We've been wrestling all night. I mean, usually, you know, we get introductions before we wrestle, but okay. And, and, and he says, Jacob, does that remind you of something? Walks in to get a blessing from his father. Says, what's your name? I'm Esau. But now, he's finally taken off the mask. Saying, this is who I am. I'm a deceiver. I'm broken. I need hope. I've been doing this for too long. 
pretending to be somebody else and I'm tired. My soul is tired. This is who I am. And the mask comes off. And when the mask came off, then the identity can come in. And he says, you are no longer Jacob, but you are Israel. For you have struggled with humans and with God. Some of you, you have struggled all your life. And you need to pull the mask off and say, I'm not ashamed of my struggles. This is who I am. When you take the mask off, that's when restoration can come into your life. We were all born with an identity in crisis. But when you meet Jesus, you are born again with an identity in Christ. When you have this on, there's nothing God can do with this person. Whatever is concealed can never be healed. But when you reveal it, God can heal it. The movie, The Phantom of the Opera, there's two scenes that hit me the most. The first one was when he was with Christine and he had the mask on. She pulls the mask off and he, he hides in fear of exposure, hides in fear of judgment. He, he gets angry because that's what we do. We get angry. How dare you try and pull my mask off? And, and, and we manipulate people with our anger sometimes, don't we? And, and he, he throws her out, but then later on in the movie, he takes the mask off, says, this is who I am. And there's this beautiful moment as he takes the mask off. For the first time in his life, Christine gives him this amazing embrace, this amazing kiss. And you could see it in his face that in that moment is when the healing comes, when he realizes that somebody can love him for who he really is. I want you to know there is somebody who loves you for who you really are. I, I give you this last scripture and then I'm done and, and we could sing the song and everything. Uh, it's, it's in 2 Corinthians. This is what Jesus says. It says, we are not like Moses who would put a mask over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing. But their minds were made dull for that day, that same day, a mask remains when the Old Testament, the law, is read. It has not been renewed, removed it, because only in Christ is it taken away. Next verse. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the mask is taken away. And he can begin to heal what you have tried to cover up for so long. Some of you, it's something that happened to you as a child. And you have concealed it. And you have hid it. And that's the reason you haven't had healing yet. But when you pull the mask off with an unveiled face, an unmasked face, in the presence of an all-sufficient, all-merciful God, he can begin to heal what is broken in your life. But it starts when you put the mask away. Stand to your feet if, if you're not already. I can't really see anybody, but that's all right. Somebody in here was texting during the sermon. I would have yelled at you if I could see you. But God sees you. 
texting boy, Facebook female. Let's minister to anybody this morning. Come in this church, you pull the mask off your face. You be who God created you to be. Wounds and all, God will heal you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. You know us inside and out. You know the wounds of our past. You know the scars that we bear, Lord God. I pray right now by the authority that you have given me as a pastor of this church, that conviction will come over this congregation, that the mask will be put away and will be broken in the name of Jesus, that there is freedom in Christ Jesus, that there are people who love you for you, that you don't have to be anybody else to be loved. You don't have to be anybody else to get attention. But real love comes when the mask comes down. If you're in here this morning and you've been, you've been putting up a front, you've been putting up a mask, the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hand up. One, two, three. Yes, Father, you see these hands right now, Lord God. We're pulling off the masks this morning, Lord God. Yes, yes, leave them up. We're pulling off these masks in the name of Jesus, that there is real freedom coming in our life right now, God. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. You are beautiful just the way you are. You are anointed inside and out. God is beginning to heal what has been broken in your life right now. This is a start. This is a fresh start. Every single day, you have to fight the urge to put that mask up. Every single morning, you wake up, you put on the full armor of God and say, this is who God says I am. I'm not going to try and be anybody. I'm not to try and get the attention I want. Praise you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.